Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. In today's program, we bring you an experience-sharing article from the 19th China Fawei entitled Putting Forth More Effort to Save People During the Pandemic by a Falun Dafa Practitioner in China. The English translation was published on the Mingwei website on November 10, 2022. Greetings, Master. Greetings, fellow practitioners. I am happy to participate in the 19th China Fawei. I would like to share how my husband and I exposed the Chinese Communist Party, CCP's, persecution of Falun Dafa and overcame tribulations with righteous thoughts over the past two years. Part 1. Saving People After the pandemic broke out, my husband and I further realized the urgency of telling people the facts about Falun Dafa and helping them sever ties with the CCP organizations. Through discussions, we decided to distribute truth clarification materials to every household in the dozens of villages in our region. We also recognized that we needed to save people wholeheartedly instead of just going through the motions to get things done. We worked together with an elderly practitioner named Min. Due to safety concerns, the three of us often went out at noon when there were fewer people outside. Every morning we studied the Falun Dafa teachings and went out after sending forth righteous thoughts at noon. We also sent forth righteous thoughts on the way to our destinations, eliminating vicious elements that blocked people from being saved. Upon arriving at the destination, we would separate, and each of us covered an alley at a time. This way, we distributed materials household by household and alley by alley until the entire village was covered. We selected a number of villages each week to distribute the materials. This way, we would not go to the same village on consecutive days in order to avoid safety issues. We were able to distribute over 300 copies of truth clarification materials each trip. Since men walked slowly, my husband and I would go help her after finishing up our own share. Occasionally, men did not pay attention to safety and ended up taking a short break at road intersections with surveillance cameras. My husband and I would come over, reminding her to rest in an alley instead. Sometimes we finished up but could not find men, so we would check alley by alley until we found her. In spite of her illness karma, Min was able to overcome the difficulty and joined us in the effort. Seeing her walking slowly but steadily with the materials, my husband and I were often moved. The three of us worked closely and helped each other. With little fear, we also talked with people that we encountered and handed the materials to them directly. Every time the 300 copies of materials were all distributed, we would be tired, especially at noontime in the summer. The burning sun made us perspire and our clothes were soaked. 
On rainy days, even with raincoats, our clothing would be wet. Despite all the hard work and suffering, we were always happy to see people picking up the materials and reading them carefully. Our suffering would be worth it as long as people could be saved. Having been spoiled by my parents since childhood, I'd hardly endured any hardship. I was relatively weak and also had an attachment to comfort. I usually walked very slowly. With the help of Master Lee, the founder of Falun Dafa, however, I was able to walk fast with agility when distributing materials. I would not be afraid of any difficulty as if a strong energy was supporting me. It was not until after we distributed all the materials that I would feel tired. I knew that Master was helping me upon seeing me willing to save people. One evening, when returning home after finishing distributing materials, it was already dark. Looking up at a light bulb in my home, I found there was a seven-color halo around it. Very beautiful. Although I have practiced Falun Dafa for 23 years, my celestial eye is always closed. I have not seen anything supernormal, except for this one instance. This lasted two days, and it went back to being a regular light bulb on the third day. I knew Master was encouraging me this way to do the three things well. One day, when my husband walked to a house, he saw an old man sitting on a balcony. He chatted with the man about Falun Dafa and handed him a copy of the materials. The man was excited. I saw you walking toward me like a gigantic divine being, he said. We know this was encouragement from Master, and the man knew that Falun Dafa practitioners were saving him. In less than one year, we covered all the villages in our region, and every household received Falun Dafa materials. Because of the battery capacity of our vehicle, we were unable to travel too far in one setting. Besides giving out materials, we also improved our chinching and we were able to let go of the show-off mentality, zealotry, and attachment to comfort. Part 2. At the Police Station Once, when I told a group of villagers about Falun Dafa, one of them reported me to the police, and I was taken away in a police van. Despite seeing several officers at the police station speaking negatively about Dafa, I was calm. I said to them, It's fortunate for us to meet here. I can tell you something that you do not know. Falun Dafa teaches one to be a good person and is important for our society. I continued, Please remember, Falun Dafa is good, and truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. This will help you and your family. The officers brought up the CCP's hate propaganda and I debunked it using my own experience as an example. Sharing my positive experience with Dafa, they became speechless. After arriving at the police station, I had one thought. As a Dafa disciple, my role here is to let go of attachments and validate the Fa. Once I save everyone here who can be saved, I will return home. About eight or nine different police officers were assigned to take turns watching me. 
Nearly all of them had been poisoned by the CCP's hate propaganda against Falun Dafa. Depending on their situation, I explained what Falun Dafa is and debunked the defamatory propaganda. Some of them agreed with what I said, some accepted part of it, and some did not listen at all. Master wrote in the Master-Disciple Bond from Hong Yin Tu, quote, When disciples have ample righteous thoughts, Master has the power to turn the tide. Unquote. I kept sending forth righteous thoughts to eliminate the vicious elements in other dimensions. In the meantime, I calmed down and looked within. I must have had attachments or loopholes that the old forces were able to take advantage of. One by one, I found zealotry, showing off, jealousy, and a combative mentality. Yes, especially the attachment of being combative has made me lack compassion. I was suddenly awakened. For a long time, I had this serious problem. When having conflicts with others, both non-practitioners and practitioners, I was able to appear calm on the surface, but I was upset in my mind. My words of defending myself may seem okay, but most of them were sarcastic. When someone refused to accept what I said or threatened to report me to the police, my combative mentality would come up. I also had strong resentment toward those police officers involved in the suppression. After identifying these attachments, I sent forth righteous thoughts to eliminate them while asking Master for help. I later learned, after being released, that other practitioners were also sending forth righteous thoughts for me. During the interrogation, I refused to answer the officer's questions and took the opportunity to validate Dafa. The officer who interrogated me wrote down everything I said, word by word. The police also went to my home and confiscated many of my personal belongings such as computers, a printer, and tooth clarification materials. One officer said to me, We found so many things related to Falun Dafa, including a printer. You must have printed many materials. I remained calm and replied, Since I am a Falun Dafa practitioner, of course I will have things related to Falun Dafa. It is the same for you. You are a police officer and you have things related to law enforcement, such as police uniforms. He did not know what to say and left. In my mind, I had a strong thought. Practitioners have the mission of producing materials and saving people. This can never become so-called evidence for the CCP to persecute us. By late afternoon the following day, I had clarified the truth to pretty much everyone at the police station and I knew it was time for me to go back home. After a while, the officer who processed my case took me to his office. He showed me a detention notification and said I would be sent to the local detention center after COVID testing. The officer asked, will you appeal against the detention? I replied, of course. I will not take the COVID test either. On the appeal document, I once again explained what Falun Dafa is and why the persecution is wrong. The officer who processed my case read it and said, 
All right, then. We will send you home. Two other police officers drove me home in a police van. One of them answered a phone call on the way to my home. The officer said, it's still that case. The procuratorate rejected it, and it's related to Falun Gong. In this way, with Master's help, I returned home safely within 24 hours. My neighbors were surprised. They saw me being arrested and thought I would be detained for some time. After this incident, some of them became interested in knowing more about Falun Dafa. Upon returning home, I discussed with my husband, and we decided to visit the police station again to seek the return of our confiscated personal belongings and to further clarify the facts to the police station director and other officers. After all, my arrest was ordered by the director. My husband wanted to go inside the police station with me, but I asked him to stay outside and send forth righteous thoughts. We also wrote a letter to clarify the truth. We went to the police station about seven or eight times in total with copies of the letter. Every time we went, I would talk about Falun Dafa and share my story, as well as give whomever I ran into a copy of the letter. I saw the police station director a few times during my visits, and I talked to him, too, with compassion and dignity. Each time he seemed agitated and would leave after some time. I knew it was the vicious elements behind him that were scared, so I would follow him to the yard and continue talking loudly so that other police officers could also hear. The last time I visited the police station, the director once again walked out of his office when I tried to talk to him. I followed him to the yard. He said, We will not bother you again anymore. Please just leave. If you do not leave, I'll have to contact the Domestic Security Bureau. I replied, You don't need to call. I can visit them myself. Can you tell me where they are located? Hearing this, the director went away without saying anything. On the way home, my husband and I were very happy, as if we had won a battle. I am sharing these experiences here because I hope all of us can stay diligent, save people, and live up to Master's expectations. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.